Willkommen, bienvenue, and indeed welcome to this week's show. Now, this week's show is actually slightly late by a day or so because uh, we've been uh, organising something. And the, re the reason we've had to put the show release date back by a day was we had to get confirmation of an event that's happening. And we touched on this last week when we talked about the possibility of doing a live show. And we gave you a massive clue as to where that live event would be. We're going to St. Breville's Castle in January 2022. So hopefully that's given us enough time to get rid of a coronavirus and be COVID safe. What we're going to do is get you guys to come along and be our ghost gimps for the evening as well. We're going to be at the castle for four nights and you can come and join us as well. It is the most haunted castle you can possibly imagine. There is nowhere else in the country, possibly even the world, that is as haunted as St. Breville's Castle. So, if you find us on Facebook, you can get hold of us there and message us on The Paranormal Tourists. You can get a hold of us on paranormaltourists at hotmail.co.uk and you can also contact us at Paratourists on Twitter. Then you can buy a ticket. Now... How much is that ticket going to cost you? Well, only £35. An absolute bargain. And can I point out, not only are you getting an evening of ghost hunting in the most haunted building in the entire universe, you're also going to join in and be part of the audience as we record a couple of live shows. Ideally, we're going to record them in some haunted rooms and we'll get some weird paranormal stuff happening whilst we're doing the actual paranormal experiments and we can all join in on those as well. But also, you're going to get bed and breakfast for the night. Yep, the amazing thing about this haunted castle is that it's also a youth hostel. And because it's a youth hostel, it's packed full of beds. So for your £35, you are going to be ghost hunting all night. You then get to sleep in a haunted bedroom. And believe me, all the bedrooms are haunted. If you listen to last week's show, then you'll know everything in the East Tower is haunted. And today we're going to talk about the West Tower and some of the other ghosts in the grounds as well, if we get some time. Otherwise, we're going to go into a, a third week for this special. And then in the morning, we've got um, in the kitchen, we'll have loads of food in there, loads of toast and cereals and things like that. So everybody can have some breakfast before you all set off by 10 o'clock the next day. Now, as we said, it's only £35 a ticket for bed and breakfast and ghost hunting all night. If you want to join us for all four nights, right, four nights of ghost hunting, it's only going to cost you £100. So it's £100 for four nights of bed and breakfast. That's Monday, the 3rd of January. Now, on the Tuesday... There's some other people in the castle as well, so we only get to investigate the East Tower and a couple of other rooms as well. But on the Wednesday and Thursday as well, we get the entire castle to ourselves. So four nights of ghost hunting will set you back £100. Now, we've also in the castle all day as well, so you can go ghost hunting in the days. Um, and if you just want to come along for one night, it's only £35. So that's January the 3rd, January the 4th, January the 5th and January the 6th in the year 2022. Now, having said all that, come along, pay for your tickets as soon as you possibly can, because there's only a small number of people we're taking along with us. It's not going to be a massive ghost hunt with hundreds of you there. There'll be about 20 people in total, I think. Um, 
possibly less, possibly uh, we might only even have one or two people that night, which will make it the most amazing investigation you've ever, ever, ever experienced in your entire known life. It is the most haunted building in the world, as I've said, and now I'm going to tell you all about half of the castle, because we told you about some of it last week. So we're going to talk about the West Tower this week. Now, if you're staring at the castle, so get a photograph up on the internet now so you can see what we're looking at. It's St. Breville's, that's B-R-I-A-V-E-L, St. Breville's Castle. It's a youth hostel. Now, if you're staring at the front door, you're looking at the tower on the right. That's the West Tower. Now, if you go right up to the top floor, you'll be looking at the hanging room. Now, this was called the Hanging Room because people, basically, the legend is that people were hanged off the front of the castle by some beams that jut out the front. And if you're looking at a photograph, you might just see the remnants of where those beams came out. There's five uh, bits where they would come out. Now, when you come to the castle, I'll show you a photograph of where those beams are because there's some old um, drawings and old photographs of the building that they still have those on. Now, what would happen is you'd be in that room watching people dangling away as they'd been executed. Now, that has nothing to do with the ghosts that are seen and heard. Now, one of the most famous hauntings we ever had in the castle related to people who weren't on a ghost hunt. They were just people using the youth hostel as a hostel. And one guy uh, had come from Spain and uh, cited a particular spook and I won't give away too much about this spook in case people come along again. And it also was exactly the same figure that was seen by a school group as well the month after. So there's no way these people could have colluded. But what you do hear when you're in that room quite often is footsteps wandering around. And there's also strange lights seen in that room as well. Now, if you come out of that room, you go into another room called the guard room. So these are the guards for the people in the hanging room. And in that room, we do a lot of experiments. We've done a lot of things like scrying, where we can get people sat in front of a big mirror and they sit there going, OK, if there's anything out there, take over the vision of my face and make me see something else. And it's a really weird exper experiment to do. And yes, it's a trick of the light. That's the whole point of it. But the idea is that subconsciously you're going to be influenced to see a particular face. And in the castle, quite often people see the same face. But... The best thing about scrying in that room, and the reason we use that room, is because when people are scrying, quite often in that room, they get grabbed by something or pushed. And I've been pushed. Whilst explaining scrying to people, I get them sat down in front of this mirror and I was stood there and it felt like something put its hand behind me and just pushed me uh, quite, quite firmly on my shoulder. And this has happened to, if you've been along to any of our ghost hunts or you know Frankenstein's Lobster uh, or even watched our 50th episode you'll know Paul Tudor and it happened to him as well and it's also happened to my wife she was scrying and something grabbed her and threw her across the room now things get thrown around so violently in there people have been thrown around so much that there are well there used to be these storage heaters on the wall that had metal grill covers on them and one person got thrown across the room and grabbed hold of this cover and pulled it off the wall so uh, we can't really blame the ghosts for vandalism in that room. <laughs> we had to fix it. <laughs> but as well as the scrying faces that get reported, people have seen the same faces over and over again. And I won't tell you what it is in case you come along and join in. But it's a very strange and interesting experiment that we will be doing at the castle. 
When people are scrying, you're looking in a mirror, and in that mirror you can see a doorway that leads through to the hanging room. And quite often people will be scrying away and then they'll just say, can you see anything? What can you see? Is there anything in the background? Is your face changing? And they'll just say, no, I can see just the four people stood here. And then I go, hang on, there's only three people stood here. And they go, what about that person in the doorway? At which point in the mirror, that person in the doorway has disappeared. And I've heard probably at least 10 or ten or 11 people say that story on different nights and they hadn't spoken to each other. They didn't know it. I haven't publicised that story. So there's no way they could have colluded to just wind me up one night in the castle. Now, another story you get very often in that room is if you're saying in the hanging room or the guard room, you hear somebody walking up the stairs. Now, I've heard this before, and I knew I was the only person in the castle. Well, I was sat in the guard room with the only other person in the castle, one of the castle staff by the name of Neil. And we sat there and we heard somebody walk up the staircase, at which point we were getting rather worried, not because we thought it was a ghost, but we thought somebody else had got into the castle and we were going to have to possibly get into some altercation with some people who'd broken in. And it got all the way to the top of the stairs, and so we're sneaking towards the door, desperately trying to make sure the floor didn't squeak, because it's a very squeaky floor there. Got all the way to the door, and we're going, nobody's walked down the stairs, they must be at the top of the stairs. Flung open the door, and absolutely nobody there. Now, Neil and I also were there one night, and we'd set up some recorders in the room. And when we went back to get those recorders... Uh, we took them away. They'd been up there for a good two hours. And the good thing about modern digital recorders is you can put it into a program on your computer. And it's a program I'm using right now called Audacity. And you can upload the waveform onto Audacity and you just look along and see where the noises are. That way you don't have to listen to hours and hours of nothing happening, which is something I had to do when we first started ghost hunting. You'd get a tape um, and you'd set it recording and you'd have to sit there listening for 45 minutes uh, at a time because that's how long the side of the tape was to see if any noise happened and 99.9% .9 of the time nothing did now anyway in this room we'd left these recorders recording and we went back a couple of hours later and we looked at the waveform and on the screen you could see some weird noises. So we played these weird noises and it sounded like metal rattling and we spent ages trying to work out what it was. And we went back into the room and as we sat in the room, one person went outside the room and walked up the stairs and as they walked up the stairs, they saw on the right-hand side the padlock on the door that leads out onto the roof area. It's locked and padlocked so you can't get out. Um, and rattled that padlock and that was exactly the noise that we captured so somehow that door was rattling and rattling a padlock and we thought oh well perhaps that was the uh, somehow the wind blowing outside and blowing the door at which point we realized no there was another door on the other side of that it couldn't have been that and the noise was way too loud to have moved a big heavy chub padlock so if you're staying in that room keep your ears open and uh, listen for people walking up the stairs trying to get to you. Now, directly below the hanging room, so we're going down... If you're looking at a photograph, you're looking at the West Tower and it's the middle floor. And that's the old prison. There are many, many, many stories related to the old prison. And there have been some rather unpleasant stories related. Now, you can find some of these stories in history books even, where people have gone back 
and stayed in the castle and tales about when it was a school, when it was a private home. And if you come along to the castle, I'll dig those out for you. But one of the stories that happened that was not on a ghost hunting night, but just random people staying at the castle, happened in 2010. And I've got it from their ghost diary. It happened on the 3rd of the 4th, 2010. So this is directly as they wrote it down. A guest came up to me this morning saying that last night, as she was going to sleep in the prison, bottom bunk on the right-hand side of the door, her duvet was pulled from her and she said she could feel what seemed like a hand down the front of her pyjamas. She claimed that it fondled her breasts for a few seconds and then stopped. This was around half past one in the morning and she was too afraid to sleep for the rest of the night in case it happened again to her or one of the children staying in the room. Now, I'd like to point out in writing down these stories, obviously they checked out anything like this and no, there was not anyone else in that room. It was just them and the kids. And she told us that there was enough light in the room to know that there was no one else in there with her as well. And there are many tales throughout the castle of people being grabbed, prodded, pushed, stroked and touched in various, possibly inappropriate ways by the castle ghosts. But I included this one as it seems to me to be one of the most extreme and, and the woman involved seemed rather disturbed by the event. I've since told that story to many ghost hunting groups as I take them round the castle, giving them a tour of everything. And strangely, lots of people seem to then want to sleep in that bed. And I, I don't know why or what they're hoping for, but good luck to them. Now, I've slept uh, not in that bed, but in the bed next to it. And I was the only person in the castle. There was literally nobody there but me. I'd gone round. I'd locked all the doors and made sure that, that everything was locked up and there was no way anybody could be in the castle but me. And this was two nights before Halloween one year. And we'd just done a ghost hunt the night before and we were doing one the night after and the night after that. So there was no point in me going home. But all the castle staff said, well, we only live over there, so we'll, we'll, we'll see you in the morning. And I went, oh, OK. So I was left in the castle all by myself. And I thought, I'll sleep in the prison. Why I thought I'd sleep in the prison, I have no idea. <laughs> but thankfully, I had a big, uh, thick set uh, headphones uh, with the big phone bits on the around your ear so it could cover my ears because they came in very, very handy. I was lying in the bed and suddenly I heard some chairs being dragged around in the room above me, up in the um, in the hanging room. And I thought, that was strange. And the first time you hear something like that, you go, oh, OK, perhaps that was just some weird noise and I've no idea. It might even been outside. I don't know. And then it happened again and again. And then it sounded like a, a stool or something like that being dragged from one side of the room to the other. Now, at this point, being the intrepid ghost, uh, ghost hunter that I am, I uh, reached for the headphones, put them over my head uh <laughs> played some very loud music or television or whatever on my laptop and tried to go to sleep i didn't get much sleep that night now there's some great poltergeist activity we've had in the prison room as well there were people in a ghost hunt and they were sat in one of the little alcove window seats now, if you're in there, you'll see that there are bits of graffiti on the wall. These are dating back hundreds and hundreds of years. And there are things that are theoretically somewhere where somebody was manacled to the actual seat area in the window. So people were sat in there and they were just sat chatting away going, come on then, ghosties, do something. At which point the pillows on the beds on the opposite side of the room basically just went flying across the room and hit these people that were sat in the <laughs> in the window. 
Now, we came running in when they were going, oh, my God, oh, you won't believe what we've just seen. You won't believe what we've just seen. And we came in there and started filming stuff and got some of the most amazing weird lights on camera as well. Now, speaking of weird lights in that room, people were filming and they came up to us and just said, oh, this is amazing. We've got the most amazing orbs. Now, we've been ghost hunting a long time. And when people say, oh, look at this amazing orb shot here, we know most of the time it's dust or an insect on the lens. And I went, oh, OK, then let's have a look trying to be sort of enthusi as enthusiastic as I possibly could. And they played back this footage for me, and this little white light appears on the screen and went across the screen. I went, no, 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 yeah, that's quite good. Thinking, yeah, that's just a bit of dust. And they went, no, 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 not that. This coming up now. At which point, a bright white light just appeared above one of the beds, zigzagged around the room, and then went flying towards the camera and disappeared. And... This definitely was not a torch, it wasn't a laser, it wasn't uh, some kind of reflection. This sort of almost, if you had to explain it, looked like ball lightning um, and just sort of flinging itself at the camera. So absolutely no idea what that was at all. Now, if you come out of that room and head down the staircase, a haunted staircase, to the old kitchen. So this is the ground floor but not the windows. If you're looking at the photograph, you'll see the windows there. Now, that room, we're going to come to that room in a minute. That's the Porter's Lodge. And we're talking about the room that's directly behind that, which you can't see through the windows there, because it's the old kitchen. Now, the staircase you would have gone down is theoretically a haunted staircase, and people are sat in there and seen a hand and an arm holding onto the, uh, the banister coming down the stairs, but nothing else attached to it. And this is the famous poltergeist of the castle. And I know we've talked about this before, but he's called Tom. And we had many, many people one night in the castle. We've had up to 70 people per night. Now, when we go there in January, we're not taking anywhere near that amount of people. But you could at one point get 70 people all sleeping in the castle, each having their own bed and so on, and still not feel as though that place was too crowded. So we had... At various times of the night, everybody had sat in this room and about 60 of the 70 people had experienced small stones appearing from nowhere and just dropping down out of the sky and landing in front of them. And the first few people who told me this, I went, oh, that's interesting, thinking, OK, someone is being silly and throwing stones around. And then we went and sat in there and I saw it. The stones just appeared from the middle of the ceiling and fell down on the floor. And some of these stones were very big as well. I say very big. I, I mean, they're still small stones, but it wasn't a tiny bit of gravel. It was sort of like about four or five centimetres across. Now, there was one group that night who didn't experience this. And it was a very, very busy night with not just this poltergeist activity happening, but there was other activity everywhere throughout the castle. There was It was just the most amazing ghost hunting night ever. And this group of four or five people happened to be in the room next to where everything was happening every single time <laughs> and when I say in the room next to there's no way they could have been throwing stones through a wall or anything like that don't worry I, I we obviously realized it couldn't have been them but they left the castle so disappointed because 60 other people were buzzing away so excited just going wow that's the most amazing night we've ever had and these four or five people were getting mis miserable people were climbing into their car driving off not very happy at all. Now, 
in that old kitchen you will find a dog spit. And I've talked about this before, I know, but I'm going to mention it again. It's uh, a small wheel on the wall where a dog is placed in it and the dog would walk along inside this wheel like a hamster wheel and that would then turn the meat that was on the fire that was cooking. And I was telling this story to Michaela Strachan um, as I was taken around the castle and if you have no idea why I was taking Michaela Strachan around the castle, it's in series two, I think, of Great British Ghosts. And we were filming there and I'd taken Michaela around and we'd been there for a good couple of hours and we were talking about the dog spit thing. We finished filming that scene and I started talking about the ghost dogs in the castle. And I said, and obviously there's no dogs in the castle, at which point Michaela said, well, there's that dog that was here earlier. And I went, no, there's there's no dogs in the castle. There's just us in the castle. There's nobody, nobody here. We're, we're the only people here. And she said, no, I saw a dog earlier. I said, no, Michaela, you didn't. Uh, if you've seen a dog, you, you've seen a ghost because there are nobody but us in this castle. No one has come in. There are no dogs allowed in the castle. So if you... And she suddenly realised at that point that there was a distinct possibility she'd actually seen a ghost in a haunted castle. Now, if we go through that room, the old kitchen, you end up in the porter's lodge. Now, the Porter's Lodge doesn't get a huge amount of activity over the years, but it does get some particularly interesting poltergeist and also strange figures being seen and doors opening their own accord. But it's just slightly rarer. And there's a story that came out of the ghost diary at the castle where a guest had stayed there and she woke up in the middle of the night to see her husband standing up near the door. And she went, well, this is all a bit strange. What's going on? Um... And she just sort of went, oh, whatever, and just closed her eyes and thought, I'll go back to sleep. And she opened her eyes again uh, a minute later, and he still stood there and was going, right, OK, I don't know what's happening here. Um, rolled over to see her husband in the bed <laughs> that was alongside her. She then panicked, thinking there's a strange man in the room, spun back round again, and there was nobody there, and the doors hadn't opened or closed or <laughs> anything like that. And another story in that room was somebody was asleep in bed and she could hear what sounded like somebody dragging a bag across the floor, at which point she thought, oh, it's one of her friends um, that were getting their rucksack and going through it, that kind of thing. And it carried on for a while. And she decided to sort of question the people that were in there and just go, what is it you're looking for? And there was no reply. She sat up. And nobody was awake. At which point, she was awake for quite a while. <laughs> now, I've realised I've been talking for quite a while here. Um, and I've only mentioned, over the last two weeks, two of the towers. Now, if you're in the old kitchen, I'm going to mention uh, a ghost that you might see whilst you're in there that's not in the tower. And that's, if you're looking out of the window, people have seen figures walk past that window now obviously you assume there's somebody just walking around outside and they're on their way out and we had one ghost hunting group that came out and said oh we haven't seen anything but that person that walked past the window a couple of times got us a bit scared but obviously that was somebody on their way out to the car park at which point i pointed out that i'd been stood outside or i've been in an area that i could have seen if people had come in and going i said nobody's come and gone out of the doors or anything and she said, no, there was somebody that went past the window a couple of times. They must have been going out to their car. 
And I pointed down to the doors and said, well, if you look at those doors, they're bolted, the main castle door, and nobody has walked out. They haven't walked past me. Um, and that door hasn't moved. Otherwise, it would be unbolted now, wouldn't it? So those people, if they hadn't came and spoken to us, wouldn't have realised that they possibly experienced one of the ghosts that's seen walking past that window. It's a reasonably regular occurrence. About once a year on ghost hunts, we would get somebody saying it without realising that nobody had actually physically gone past the window. Now, as I said, I've been speaking for quite a long time here and uh, I haven't gone through the entirety of the castle or the castle grounds, all the stories of the big cats that roam around or the weird shadow figure that's seen outside in the car park. So I think we might possibly get a, a part three. I'm not entirely sure. But if you want to come to this castle and sleep in these haunted rooms doing ghost hunts and psychic experiments with the paranormal tourists in January of 2022, so this is an excellent time to get an amazing Christmas present for somebody, then get in touch with us on Facebook. You can find us, The Paranormal Tourists. You can get in touch with us on uh, paranormaltourists at hotmail.co.uk. You can also get in touch with us at Paratourists on Twitter, and we can send you the link for the tickets. It's only £35 for bed and breakfast in a haunted castle for the night. Okay, I'm going to repeat that because that is an amazing price. If you've gone to ghost hunts at the castle, there are people that charge £100 per night. We're charging £35. You get a ghost hunt for the evening and a bed for the night and join us in the kitchen in the morning where we'll have lots of cereals and toasts and things like that so everybody can have breakfast before they disappear. If you want to, we're going to be there for four days. And if you want to, you can stay there for four days and four nights, ghost hunting all of that time, and we'll only charge you £100. So that's 25 quid a night for bed and breakfast in a haunted castle. That's January the 3rd, 4th, 5th and 6th. Right, that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, basically. Now, get in touch because we're only going to allow 20 people or so per night. All right, so we don't want to be too crowded and we're going to record some live editions of the show whilst we're there. Now, I already know we've got um, several people that want to come along. So I know several of those tickets have gone already. And I'm sure number one fan, amongst other people, will be there. Whoever gets the next ticket will be declared the number one fan. So stay safe, stay sane and keep spook spotting during this weird year. And as I can hear Frankenstein's Lobster playing away here, then I suppose that means I've got to say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. A bientôt. Au revoir.